0: to three guys in a dram. This is a new podcast. This is our second episode uh, where we do what we want. We taste a little whiskey fake it till you make it is our motto. So we'll be faking it a little bit more today having some fun talking about some random topics, whatever pops into our heads. Uh, and today uh, we are featuring a wonderful, wonderful bottle of, uh, of scotch. Uh, Shane, would you like to do the introductions, please? 10-4, buddy. Um, so we got some Loch Lomond 12
1: years. Single malt scotch.
0: All right. Now we're going to put that picture up uh, on our on our webpage so you can see what it looks like. Uh, but the packaging is wonderful. Can you pass that box over here, Shane? Let's take a look at that. Because, you know, I appreciate these kinds of things. It's a nice box, embossed, has a little metallic in it. Um, very well put together. Very well designed. Um uh, right now, Shane is doing the, uh, rubbing the, the cork on his hands, taking in some odor, taking in some, some, uh, What what is it called when you do that? The nose. The nose. Thank you very much. See, we're still learning here. At uh, three guys in a dram, at least two guys here are learning Uh, Shane (laughs) Shane knows way more than Craig and I know Oh, and by the way, I forgot to introduce you guys again Uh, So I'm Jay, Uh, Craig is to my right, and Shane is to my left Uh, We are three regular guys, family guys, uh, that decided to do this podcast uh, as just something fun to do Uh, No pressure, no expectations, and uh, that's the way we are rolling Uh, So how's that nose on that?
1: Oh, I got a little bit of sweetness on it. I mean,
2: what do you get off that, Craig? Yeah, it's a little sweet. It's uh, very clean. There's yeah. uh, nothing.
1: Well, maybe you just washed your hands, too,
2: once. <laughs> Does it smell like antibacterial soap?
0: <laughs> it's weird. It smells <laughs> like an Irish spring. Weird. Mm, that is weird.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of what I learned with Scotch, whatever, is just going down a rabbit hole and trying to watch as much as I can. But, I mean, even just grabbing a glass. I mean, everybody, they have... Proper, there's proper nosing glasses, but whatever we're using is fine. I oh. do not know rabbits made scotch. So uh,
0: describe what a nosing glass looks like, if you can.
1: So a lot of the nosing glasses, it comes up and, and necks through on the top. So everything, when the scotch ends up heating up, it rises up through, and it kind of stays around the top of that rim, and you pretty much just pop your nose in it that way and just kind of pull it in.
0: So the glass traps
2: <laughs> traps the, the odor yeah. of the scotch? Yep. Yeah. I would love to see, like, a tasting room where there's 50 people with their nose into a glass. Oh, yeah. I'm, I have no doubt that that happens. I'm sure it does. Well, there, <clears throat> there's a guy from Scotland. His nickname is The Nose. But, and like, out can... of context, you walk into a room, you're like, what the heck is going on in here? <laughs> Please tell me his first name's Nicky. I can't remember. Nicky The Nose. Uh, that'd yeah, be awesome. Nicky The
0: Nose. That'd be awesome. So, let's see what you get out of the glass. All right. right? Let's all smell.
1: Get that earthy tone. hmm Definitely smell a lot of, like, citrus sweetness.
0: I agree. Definitely some sweetness there. I want to say, like, apricot or fruit. Fruity.
1: Yeah. So, seeing that this is the uh, 12-year-old. Let's take a little sip, put it on our tongue, hold
0: it for twelve seconds. Oh wait a minute. Now we're gonna have twelve seconds of dead air on the podcast. <laughs> All right, you I don't do, know about that. <laughs> you, I'll, you I'll, just, it. I'll just ramble on. <laughs> you
1: do yours first. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I'll do
2: mine first. You guys can talk. <laughs> As it touches your tongue, what are the sensations that you feel, Jay? Oh wait, he can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you get out of it? It's a nice logo. Anyway, you got a... Is that a stag or a just a deer? What is that? That'd be a stag. It's a nice... I, like, kind of a gold stag with a black circle and... Well, mm. I, I did make the mistake of
1: saying deer when I was in the UK, and I said deer. What but are I'm you like, talking about, That's a stag. I'm like, <laughs> it's a freaking deer.
2: <laughs> Jay is back from his 12-second tasting. It was very good. Um, I have to
0: say... Uh, holding it on the tongue like that really does release some uh, very, very interesting flavors. Um, again, I'm, I'm just going to say a blanket flavor of uh, fruitiness. Um, I'm having a hard time kind of picking a fruit to compare it to. Uh, I keep coming back to apricot, but I don't know if that's, if that's right or not.
2: Is it a star fruit or a kumquat?
0: What the hell are you talking about? Come quiet. He said come quiet. <laughs> On the podcast I did That's great One of the funniest Sounding fruits ever
1: Well the best thing about it is You taste what you taste I mean there's no wrong answers I mean you drink what you like And taste
0: well, what you taste That that is true And we, we had decided Before we started rolling That we were going to try and, and taste a little bit And we were going to ignore And not look at What the box said Because as you may recall The first podcast I kind of went on a little <laughs> <laughs> I kind of railed on You know People telling me What to expect to taste I wanted to see If I could figure it out For myself Of course I'm not going to say the same things. Everybody has a different
2: and, palette. And we can recap the last episode. We had Spaburn and Airstone. Correct. And both Jay and Shane were much more fans of spayburn where I like the Airstone. Correct. Correct. They, they are very different. And now we're moved on to... Uh, today the- is, again... Lock Loman. Lock, Lock Loman.
0: Lock Loman 12. So, you guys already did
1: your... Little twelve seconds. I did not.
0: I mean, I'm going to say vanilla and and apricot. All right, that's so, what I'm getting out of it.
1: So now your scotch is warmed up a little bit. You've had it in your hand. So now just take another sip, just regular.
2: Hmm. Tastes like burning.
0: No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's good stuff. No, but, but did you get any more flavors or different flavors? Very or? different. Just just letting it go right down. Very uh, very different. Uh, less fruity,
2: definitely less fruity. More alcohol. Yeah, this um, one burns the tongue a little bit more. Yep. Well, I, for the twelve second um, tasting, the last the last two I don't recall uh, as yeah. much of a burn. <clears throat> and this is without water; it's straight up. Right.
0: This is this is neat. This is no ice, no water. Now, all of it. What uh, what Shane and Craig are doing, what I'm also going to try is we're going to put a uh, few drops of water uh, in with the the with. Whoop. I put a little bit more than a few drops. Uh, now we're just going to swirl it around a little bit, see how that changes the taste.
1: So I should open it up a little bit more.
0: And then when you say open... just
2: releases more flavors, a little bit more taste. Okay. I don't know. I might be dead inside. I don't get fruity flavors and whatnot. At least not yet. You guys are like, oh, I've got apricot and I've got... I taste uh, oak
0: wood and I'm like, hmm. Well, again, <laughs> from the previous podcast... Shane and I, our taste buds are pretty much fried, so we, we don't really taste the alcohol anymore too much. I mean, it's definitely there. And that is very different, just with a
2: few drops of water. It is very, very different with a couple mm. drops of water in it. Mine a little, tastes a little bit sweeter. <clears throat> really? Yeah, and it mellows out the uh, the bite, for sure. Yeah. And, it. I mean, we're we're talking, everybody, we're talking 20 drops of water. I mean... No, it was probably only like three or so. Okay, anyway, three, <laughs> three to ten. I don't know. I mean, but it really did change the somewhere between three and four hundred and eighty.
0: <laughs> we did that. A good round number. Yeah, I'm not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be good at math to know how to count. Oh boy,
2: uh, how many fingers do I have?
0: No, that's very good. And you know what? Dude, going back to the the whole deer or what? What, what were they calling it? Stags. Stags. So, uh, today, uh, here at the house, uh, you know, from our undisclosed location in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is very rural. Most of it is very rural.
2: The secret Scotch Bunker.
0: Yeah. Our undisclosed bunker. Uh, Not necessarily (laughs) underground. Uh, But, uh, yeah, today I was going to let the dog out. It's a treehouse. And, uh, apparently, he had brought back a deer leg. (laughs) No way. It's just sitting on the deck, right? the deer leg and he was all into He wanted to go on. I'm like what what's going on with you, you know? And he's like whining at the door. So I open the door and he just stands at the door looking outside. He wouldn't go outside. He's just like looking and point almost pointing at it. And he's showing me what he brought back. Jay, look, look. Look what he's I found. Like, look, look what, I found. what I, found. I found. I found this fucking leg out in the woods, right? And, and you know, it's like half it's got the fur on it and the other half is just bone, you know. <laughs> it. Really, it was gnarly, man. But did he bring it by the grill? <laughs> he left it right in front of the grill. Actually, venison and uh, scotch tonight. Yeah, so that was awesome. So uh, I had to go out in the woods and make sure there wasn't a carcass somewhere. That oh. that—that's that, living in rural yeah. New Hampshire for you. I'm like, mm. but you know, you never know what you're going to find around here.
2: That's a true statement.
0: So, uh, so, so yeah, that's my little my little uh, stag slash deer story. Uh, for you guys today,
1: so we're getting some citrus, apricot. Did you say some earth kind of? I, 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 said I said vanilla, said some earthy.
2: Uh, yeah, I definitely get some vanilla. Sort of that earthy. <laughs> I, I I can't even vocalize. I don't know, like like peat like Pete. Not no, not like the usual Scotch, but just like an earth tone. Like I can't mm-hmm. quite place just right now. Do you know if they
0: if they do any? Kind of smoking with this, or add a little smoke flavor, or no, they do on some of theirs. Yeah, but not this one. Uh, actually, I believe
2: they do. Yeah. See, um, I, see I haven't read the box just so we. I wonder if that's where my earthy comes from, yeah. from maybe a little bit of that a little smoke, a little smoky. Hmm. Well, let's see what the box says. All right, I'm going to read let's the box see what it's now. trying to tell us. I'm reading the box now. Is it stored by the sea? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need, you, when after you say that you need to rock back in that chair <laughs> oh
2: yeah
0: oh, oh, oh. oh <laughs> the ship man. just sh-
2: sunk <laughs> oh man okay. uh, since
0: 1814 wow the Loch Lomond distillery has been producing the finest single malt whiskey situated on the banks of Loch Lomond it, it takes its name from this most picturesque and famous of all Scotland's locks, often referred to as one of the world's natural wonders, Loch uh, Lomond is twelve. No, Loch Lomond, twelve-year-old single malt uses a combination of whiskey from our unique Loch Lomond pot stills and Swan Neck pot stills to give a distinguished character. Okay, I gotta, I gotta stop right there. That's the earthy stone pot. No, no. It's not that kind of pot. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the Colorado pot. All right. All right. right, Swan neck pot stills. Do you know anything about those? Swan necks. So it's just the shape of the stills where it comes out through their
1: bulbous at the bottom and then come up through a neck. And then how... So it it narrows? It it narrows up throughout the top. But the unique thing with Loch Lomond is that they actually end up having... So, they have the neck that comes up through that goes to the swan neck that comes out, but they actually have, it's almost another cylinder that goes up through the top. Okay. And the thing that's unique to them is that they can actually end up making alcohol. It's 90% alcohol by volume, and they can do it efficiently because of how the cylinder is, where it comes up through on their pot stills. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It catches more flavor, more alcohol. It's more efficient. It goes through for their cooling and everything else a lot easier and simpler.
2: Hmm. So are the pots made of copper? Copper. Okay. So I do know
0: from visiting uh, local distilleries that most distilleries, what comes off first is usually very high and and they need to actually add water to it to get it down to forty to forty proof. Is that is that
2: your experience? We could always look it up and talk about it. Oh, on the interweb. On well, the next <laughs> podcast or look on that crazy thing called the interwebs. Yeah, I don't know how much the uh, the website's gonna tell us. Well but. they have the
1: what they call it's the the head, the heart and the tail. So they want the heart. So they want everything that's in the middle. So Different distillers will do it differently to where they'll end up cycling it back through to one of their holding tanks, and then they'll reuse it. Mm-hmm. Some of them will end up flushing it out, discard it. Um, but most of them, I mean, they still have content and flavor in it. They'll end up putting it through and then running it on a second batch and keep going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's the heart that's that's what they want. And it's, I mean, from what I've seen going through the distilleries, It's not run by a computer. It's a guy. It's a
0: a brewmaster is what it is. He's
1: sitting in front of... um, You just see this wash. It looks like, you know, perfectly clear water that's coming off and through. And all he does is he just puts it through and he changes it to go to this one. And it's in the glass. He'll go through and test it to, to what it is for alcohol content. And now that goes to the tax man so now now that's that's counting
0: okay so so when they test the alcohol level then they determine what what to do with it after that if they need if it needs to be adjusted like you said but they are kind of tracking where it's at yeah and, i mean and getting it to the point where they want it but it's just not a truly scientific method it's a guy that really has been doing it forever and he knows what he's doing and well i mean the crazy <clears throat> thing is if you think
1: about it you know, they're not just buying grain, throwing it somewhere, and it's going into the small. They put it in these huge warehouses, and they go through, and they will either have a machine that goes through and they'll flip it, or they have somebody that goes through with a shovel and they flip it. Hmm. And it's the brewmaster, like he's he's figuring out, or distillery master. It's um. You know what the air content is you know what the temperature's been like you know he's kind of figuring out where it's germinating like what's going to happen it's you know what flavors and everything else are going to come out of it. like how much longer do we keep it here keep flipping it before we send it through you know to get ground to get washed you know to start opening it up to get ready to make it in the
0: scotch right right wow that's amazing That that's such an art form i think really uh so back to the box Um, uh, I'm going to go right to where it talks about the flavor, because that's what we've been kind of chasing so far. Yep. Um, But, uh, you know, it talks about the Swan Neck Pot Stills. Uh, This exquisite 12-year-old single malt has a deep, fruity character of peach and pear, layered with a vanilla sweetness and the characteristic hints of peat and smoke. There's my earth. Yeah, There's your earth. No kumquats, though. No kumquats. It doesn't, doesn't say anything about kumquats. Uh, found in Lachlan whiskies. whiskeys. Uh, aged in three type of casks. Bourbon, refill, and recharred. Char. Uh, Char. These whiskeys are brought together, delivered, yes. delivering a perfectly balanced single malt under the watchful eye of Michael
2: Henry, our master distiller. Thank you very much, Mr. Henry. This is excellent stuff. And I'm sorry, I mean no disrespect. When I see the lock for Loch Lamond, I keep thinking it should have a picture of Nessie on it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, that's one of those uh, oh, stereotypical
0: oh, uh, yeah. things. Yeah.
1: Well, another yeah. thing that's unique to them and only three other distilleries is that they're one of four distilleries that actually end up. Um, they have their own cooperage on site that they use. A lot of these other. Distilleries, they have other companies they go to to say, this is what we're specking out. You know, this is what we want for cast. This is, you know, what we want for char on them. You know, it's they have like a whole worksheet of like, this is what we want.
2: Locke Loman, they make all their own stuff. So to clarify, Cooper is the guy who makes the, the cast, it's the barrels. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now this 12-year Scotch has won a bunch of awards, right? Oh, let's see here. It says right there. A double gold in uh, in 2018. World Spirit Competition. World Spirit Competition gold. Yeah. International Spirits Challenge of 2017 gold. 2018, 2017.
0: What's we're, tra- we're trying to read it off the, the, off the, the JPEG picture yeah. on the, on the uh, internet. Uh, but I think we're doing a good job.
1: Well, I think they're actually sponsoring a golfer now or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you look on the front of the box.
0: Let's see What golfer would that be? Oh, the Open
2: Official spirit of the Open Oh I don't follow golf at all But uh, I've heard of the Open
0: Uh, It's appropriate Wasn't golf invented by Scots? I believe it was (laughs) Yeah Strangely appropriate (laughs) What did George Carlin say? Hitting a ball with a crooked stick And then walking after it (laughs) That's golf (laughs) <laughs> you still enjoying it, Craig? Yeah, I don't mind it. Hmm, uh, that's that's not a ringing endorsement. I don't I mind it. Don't mind it. Okay, I gotta I'll
2: give it some more.
0: But uh, I'll be interested to see what you think after a few more sips.
2: Yeah, it has to, a lot of times that has to build for me. Yeah, Like I have to get used to it. Well,
0: I don't think you're alone in that. I think any anybody drinking um scotch or or whiskey or bourbon or anything, neat, without any kind of ice or water, any kind of mixer at all, um, I think you do have to kind of build up a little bit of a taste in your mouth before you can really start figuring out what it is, what what, what it is that you're tasting. And again, not to keep referencing the first episode, but we did talk a little bit about that. Um, Hopefully you guys listened to the first episode because I think it came out pretty good for our first episode.
2: We did all right. Yeah, it was very natural, very easy. I don't know Spayburn Aerostone. Again, I like the Sea Cask Aerostone better than the other one. You guys have whatever. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> two to one. <laughs> a future endeavor. I think we're gonna we're gonna
0: bring that um, Aerostone back and do the Sea Cask and the Land Cask in the same episode and compare them. That, that would w- be interesting. Yeah.
1: So, what is it that you don't care for out
2: of this? Is it just a flavor? Or is it... I I don't know. I think it's the aftertaste. There's like a little bit of an after- aftertaste for me that I'm not quite sure about
0: i to chase it with one of those yummy homemade pork dumplings that Shane brought. Yes. Yeah, Courtesy of Marie. Oh, it's
2: a fantastic cook. Yes. Although we made some pretty good scotch eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, those are good. We'll have to do those again.
0: Absolutely. It's very, very, very oh. good. I like it. There aren't many scotches that I no, don't like. some more. I did say last, last episode that I wasn't a big fan of... Uh, Isle or, how do you say it now? Isle? Islay, Isle? 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 Yeah. Um, it's a little bit... So, some of them get a little peaty for me. And, you know, like I said, it kind of, to me, it tastes like earth. It doesn't taste like peat. It tastes like... But uh, it does uh, give a different uh, profile.
2: And... Uh, what, what would you say that color is? Sort of like an oak like a brown, nice, nice oak, or it, it just looks gold. It's uh, looks a little bit browner than gold. Don't I mean, you know. Know.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I guess I so.
1: Dehydrated in the summer, peeing in the woods.
2: <coughs> Fair enough.
0: It's not supposed to look like that.
2: <laughs> I can't. Maybe that's why it doesn't taste good. Oh no! Do you need some water? <laughs>
0: Give me some water. Oh my god! I can't. I can't
2: feel dizzy. I'm peeing powder. <laughs> oh man. man! So this is so this is Scotland, Scotch whiskey. What's the difference between like a bourbon and a Scotch whiskey? Just the way it's made. Uh, the
1: way it's made, and then the amount of years in a cask.
0: Well, bourbon is only made in Kentucky. If it wants to be called bourbon, it has to be made in Kentucky.
2: Kind of like champagne's only in that certain region, and now everybody exactly. calls it sparkling wine. If it's yep. not,
0: yep. I see what you're saying. If it's not made in Kentucky, then it's not bourbon. Sound like foghorn, leghorn.
2: I say, I say. Do you see a chicken hawk mm. around here somewhere? Mm,
0: mm, could <laughs> be. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, that that's my understanding of bourbon. Okay, um, that's about as far as my understanding goes. I know that they're all very specific. Uh, what what really blows my mind is that you know we were talking about the Coopers and you know the some all the different specs of the barrels that they use to age these whiskeys. Some Irish and Scottish whiskeys specifically use bourbon barrels from Jim Beam. Oh my
2: used, gosh!
0: Used, yes. used barrels from Jim Beam. I believe you and I had this conversation. Yeah. Right? At some point, yeah, and I'm I'm probably not going to do it justice. I should have done my homework because if I had known we were going to talk about this, but I do remember that that uh, one of the um, one of the big uh, manufacturers in the United States was bought out by an overseas corporation, and the ripple effect caused some panic because yes. the the folks I remember the, the, uh, whoever it was I if it was Jameson's or whoever it was. You know, had their whole flavor based on these barrels. We're like, oh no, are they going to change something, and then we have to figure out what we're going to do. Yes, it, of course they didn't change anything. I'm sure right. there's all kinds of lawyers and contracts and things involved. <clears throat> but well, it's, it's interesting to me because those those barrels. I mean, just think of the journey that the that the barrel goes on. You know, I mean, assuming it's built, let's say the barrel's built in the United States. Yep. Maybe, (laughs) you know, I don't know how many things are are built here anymore, but if those barrels are built here and then, you know, the the bourbon, you know, matures in the barrel and then it gets the, the flavors infused into the oak and, you know, whatever charring they may or may not do to get some of that flavor as well, then those barrels are purchased by an entity in Europe to make more booze
1: using so the I've, same barrel
0: right so i've definitely gone down a rabbit hole yeah. on a lot of the stuff with scotch and i hope you know something about this more than more than i know because i'm just showing how stupid i am and ignorant about this but go on no you are just show interest I, yeah, i'm very interested
1: yeah. um but a lot of a lot of the distilleries they'll end up taking to where you know certain casts have been used three times so they only use you know a cast that's been used third you know the third time then they'll end up taking it and they'll use that one um there's other companies that'll end up using it on a third cask but they'll only use it twice um a lot of times what they'll end up doing is they'll end up cleaning up the inside um and then they'll rechar it and then then they'll end up putting it all back through they'll put their uh whiskey into it and then they'll let it sit and then they can maybe end up using that one or two more times but I mean the Coopers are really one of the largest you know investments into making the scotch right
2: now correct me if I'm wrong those casks are always have to have something in them because they'll dry out and the seals and everything won't be no good yeah so something of that
1: nature well they all end up having that evaporation and that evaporation is what's called the angel share. Right. We talked about that last yeah. time, too. Yeah. So it's 2% per year is what they end up losing out of it. And a lot of the the casts, I mean, different sizes of them, we went through, <laughs> I want to say it was Deanston. Mm-hmm. Um, they had uh, the Amoroso casts. They were huge. I mean, it was a totally different shape. <laughs> and, I mean, it's... It's the shape that they think that they're getting the flavor from. It's it's what was in it before. It's how it's you know set back up for charred right. and everything else.
2: Yeah, there it. There's a science all to that. Just without even going into the the liquid that's inside.
0: Well, and it all has an effect on the taste. Right, and and every little nuance. I'm sure that. Uh, what's a guy's name uh, Michael Henry uh, from uh, Loch Lomond uh, would be able to tell if his whiskey was in a barrel that was not properly prepared you know the, these guys they're pros you know and and they know exactly what needs to happen
1: well and that's the thing is it's it's an art form it's you know it's a part of the culture it's you know everybody that works there they all have their job and everything else to do and it's you know it's the guy who runs the grain mill. It's everybody knows, well, this is how long we do this for. Like, this is how
2: long we wait till we do this. And it's, it's an art. Hmm. Yeah. The more we, we do this podcast, it makes me realize I don't know much about anything in regards to making and casks and uh, different ingredients. And it's, it's, like you said, it's a journey. It's You're interested. You ask questions. You find out what's going on. And that's why we're here doing this podcast, really. Yeah. And, and it's our hope that, you know, I mean... Uh, you learn something along the way, kids. And yes, Boys exactly. and girls. No, not boys and girls. I mean, adults of drinking age. That's right. Exactly. Uh, and the more you know. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, you know, I, I can speak for Craig and I and that we really are, are just ridiculously uh, ignorant about uh, scotches and whiskeys. I mean, I know a little bit. I've uh, if I had spent more time uh, learning about them uh, than drinking them, then maybe I wouldn't have the appreciation I have for them. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm glad Shane's here to help us out with some of these details. And for our listeners out there, uh, we're hoping that you come along with us on this journey of learning a little bit here and there. You know, little stories and little things that we say here and there, and Hopefully, we'll all learn as we go.
2: And if you listen along the way, you can type comments and whatnot afterwards, after we post it, right, Jay? Uh, yeah, there's uh, you definitely leave a review. Yeah, uh, let us know if what you like, what you don't like. If you want us to review a certain whiskey or bourbon or scotch or scotch whiskey or whatever, we'll go along for the ride with you. Yep, you can leave comments at... Uh,
0: www.pjdpodcasts.com. That's where we live. Uh, That's where Three Guys in a Dram lives. Uh, A comments section is open there. Uh, You can comment on each episode if you like. Uh, We also uh, will be setting up an email shortly. But what were you going to say, Greg? There's a Facebook page as well. There is a Facebook page. And you can
2: also comment on iTunes because we are... Now on
0: iTunes, we are on iTunes uh, podcasts, and uh, there you can basically leave reviews. Uh, so we encourage reviews. We love hearing if you, even if you think it uh, sucks and you don't ever want to listen again, we still want to hear that because <laughs> whatever, man. We have zero expectations. We're just having fun and doing what we want to do.
2: Shout outs too. You want to hear? You want us to shout you out? Oh, Let yeah. us know. Let if, us know if your aunt
0: Gert- Gertrude has a birthday coming up. We'll send a shout out to. To Gertrude for you, if you like. Gertrude's turning eighty-seven. Woo! That, that's assuming that she has uh, some kind of device to listen to a podcast on.
2: <laughs> Ferda <Fertie> buddy, Ferda
0: <Fertie. laughs> Ferda <Fertie Fertie> Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, if anybody hasn't seen Leonard Kenny and you're late to the party like I was, check it out. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I
0: was later than you were. I was I was binge watching to by, catch up with you guys by
2: two weeks. <laughs> yeah, still,
0: but it was totally worth it, wasn't it? Well, I was kind of working at the same time, so I was kind of watching and listening, listening more than watching. That sounded really nice over there. Pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. All right. <laughs> Why don't you take it down about 20% there, Shane?
2: Sort <laughs> yourself <out>, LJ. <laughs> <laughs> Clean it up, boys. Clean it up.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, yeah. So, what do you guys got? Anything exciting happening? Besides, you're still healthy, right?
2: You don't have the coronavirus? No, actually, uh, listen, I think the news makes everything worse. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. They lo- negativity sells, right? So you get the stock market, get to crash, you got the whole world freaking out. We live through the swine flu. We live through bird flu. We live through... Measles, SARS, Ebola, and the Kardashians We're all set
0: <laughs> we, we haven't lived through the Kardashians yet They're not done Alright, it's an ongoing swine, swine flu's done It's an on... Kardashians are nowhere near done It's an ongoing thing My, my grandchildren are going to be like What's up with these Kardashians? We made it through Y2K, alright <laughs> you, you mean OJ Simpson was somehow responsible for the Kardashians? That's crazy
2: Oh,
1: it is crazy how it's impacting everything economically. I mean, oh, yeah. even me for yeah, yeah. being in... Uh, doing communications work. Yeah. Um, all products we get everywhere it comes from China.
0: You, you know it's serious when they close Disneyland. That is serious. When they that, close that Disneyland, That that's like... I don't even know. I, I didn't want to guess how much money they lose every day that they're not open. Like... That, that that that's when you know it's serious, like when they start closing Walmart, if Walmart's closed, you might as well just get some duct tape and seal up your doors and your windows and not leave the house because that that's it, but uh well, no, now it's just gonna be watched for the rising prices. oh yeah yeah, yeah. now, I'm wondering if I should buy a gun. I don't know bar? well, you know the friggin zombie apocalypse, people with coronavirus coming up my road. He's he's listening to the. I'll buy
2: some limes and throw them at him. (laughs) You know what the the best zombie deterrent is? Put treadmills all around your house. You're fine. That's an excellent idea. I mean, you're good. You get treadmills for free on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) They just keep walking. You're you're fine. (laughs) Why didn't everybody think who like the Walking Walking Dead? Yes, the Walking. Go to a sports store. They would have been over in the first season if they had thought of that. Jeez Uh, (laughs) The only Okay If we're going to talk about zombies The only thing that screwed up my whole system Is World War Z The fast zombies Yeah That was crazy I was like Oh that screws up everything I've ever thought of They're like chattering Well that and 28 Days Later (laughs) I did not see that Oh me either Me either I gotta watch that Oh you gotta watch that Okay That uh, That was what Mid 90s or late 90s Uh, I think it was mid 90s
1: Mid 90s That was uh, the rage virus and okay. so, it's rage and fast. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, that's, but I know what you're saying about like, it, that screws when up they start like, running and then they crack like, on top of each other to go to the helicopter. Yeah,
0: and it's like water. It's like yeah. ants. Almost. It's ants like they're swarming. Water, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, That's that was crazy. Although, I was still... I, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed. Like, I, I, maybe my expectations were higher than they should have been before World War
2: Z. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, like Brad Pitt was in it and, you know, I was like, "Mm." how many times can he almost die and still be fine? Well, yeah. I mean, that was one of the things like that.
0: I I, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I guess (laughs) I thought there were so many other zombie projects going on that this one had better be, like, different special somehow. Now, you know, you mentioned the speed, right? I think that was the difference. That was it? <laughs> that was the difference, maybe. Well, that wasn't enough for me, I guess. I mean, you know, lots of people were involved in making that movie, and they spent uh, zillions of dollars making it, and it, the end product was fine. So, you know, me sitting here in New Hampshire saying,
2: eh, it eh, eh, wasn't that good." It was, you no, know, it was no Blair Witch. I, I think Shaun of the Dead is one of those. Blair the Witch, come movies. on. Josh, where are you, Josh?
0: That movie sucked. Oh, my God. Blair Witch. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared. That was, it's dark. Okay. I don't know anybody yeah, else. That, that's Blair Witch right there.
2: You don't even have to watch it. You don't even have to watch it. That's it right there. I think that was the beginning of using the internet in viral marketing. Oh, that's I think that's, that's why the Blair Witch point. exploded. Because that's a very good point. They made fake websites saying oh the Blair witch and people were going to visit that town and then it was it kind of snowballed from there before the movie was released and it worked and it worked it worked really well but you're right you're absolutely right about
0: the marketing on that movie i mean the the hype and the internet presence that
2: it had just got people's curiosity through the roof what other movie can you think of that had such a buzz beforehand Oh, there was one. I know there was one, and I, oh, I'm drawing a blank right remember. now. Like from the night, the Blair Witch was what mid nineties. There was there was one. Um,
0: who was the that supermodel that was in the Fifth Element?
2: Uh, Mila Jovanovic or something. You know so what we're talking about? Resident Evil. Yeah, same lady. Yeah,
0: uh, she was in a movie. Uh, fifth Element We already just No yeah.
1: that,
0: That's a <laughs> yeah, good one Yeah but
1: is it the Fifth Element <laughs> Wait are you talking about the Fifth Element <laughs> Is Chris Tucker in the Fifth Element <laughs> You
0: assholes so, no, the
1: <laughs> But honestly Every time I have watched and listened to What does a fox say And that video
0: I'm fulfilled I agree Craig have you seen that video What does a fox say Yes Oh, you don't have kids, so no, you, I, you wouldn't know. Um... I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, You'll uh, have to
1: listen to it. Actually,
0: yeah. watch the video and then Let
2: get it. The report to back to us. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. The last one I remember seeing from, from the kids was the <laughs> the Yoda seagull thing, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> with what, the first one or the second one? The first one with the seagulls on my back and backpack. Oh, yeah.
0: that That's... It's uh, the bad lip reading.
2: Bad lip reading, but what what was it called? Uh... It,
0: it was a Star Wars bad lip reading. And then they did a sequel where it was just Yoda saying, uh, I hit you with my stick. That was awesome. <laughs> I hit you with my stick. <laughs> that was really good. I, I laugh because it's creative. And you just, who has the time to sit around and do that? You know, these guys are making viral
2: videos. I don't know how they're making money off those videos. I will say, creative, back in the early, early 2000s, uh, Conte. Oh, Jack, Jack Conte, Conte. Holy mackerel. Make videos of him playing every instrument and singing. And if you can, go go look up Jack Conte. And
0: he, I don't think you'll be disappointed. He's got a YouTube channel that that has so many different things on it and then he did a lot of um, he worked with his uh, wife there Uh, they get that lady what the hell's her name do you remember no but is their band Pomplemousse? Pomplamoose yeah right and she's got a great voice and then now I guess he's in some funk band playing the keyboard and he's great in that like he is just this Avant-garde Renegade musician Like seriously Like he's just like Out there Like I've seen Howie Day
1: Do stuff like that In concert Where He kicks everybody off stage He'll sit there And he'll do piano Then mm-hmm. he hops over And he'll just sit there And do drums And he goes Everybody just bear with me Just bear with me And then he'll do guitar And then he comes over And then he sits with his guitar And he starts playing And he goes Alright let's put it all together And then he starts playing And it's everything all together of what he
0: just did. <laughs> oh, they recorded it while he was doing it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. except Jack Conte does it in this little studio, and he's got all these, you know, instruments and a computerized recording system, and he does layering, you know, one part at a time, but he he video records himself doing each one of those parts. So it's really kind of, for me... I, you know, I I don't want to call myself a musician, but I've kind of dabbled with it. And uh, for me, it's thrilling seeing somebody on, the, on video and you know that the sounds that you're hearing are the sounds that he made while the, you're watching him make those sounds. Like it, whatever he's doing, playing a drum, playing a keyboard, playing a guitar, playing a bass playing a xylophone, like, he's got all these different instruments. Oh, yeah,
2: he's even playing, like, kid toys. Yeah, like, he, he he's really amazing. So, we'll bring it back to, uh, Locke Loman. 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 Uh, it's got a bite to me that I just can't get used to. Really? Even if I let it marinate a little bit on the tongue, come back to it, it's still got this, this... Can, can this, you describe it? It's, it's, there's it a bite, it's, it's sort of a, a burn... You guys don't get that. You guys, you're, you're dead inside. Or? <laughs> we can, in more ways than one, buddy. <laughs> it <laughs> is every. It's not. Last week, they were both fairly smooth. This one's got a like a kick, like a bite, like a yeah. like it doesn't seem to mellow out. It's just there for me. That's interesting.
0: It. it I think compared to is it more flavor. That, like, that's what I think it is. I think compared to Spaburn and, and Airstone, I think it has a very much more pronounced flavor. And what Shane and I get from that flavor are some fruit notes. But what it sounds like, what you're getting is more of a the uh, charcoal. And obviously,
2: everybody's taste buds are different. So try, try throwing an ice cube in there. Hmm. That'll hide some of it. Give me the. Uh... The, the water, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. No, that's not me.
0: We finished that one together. Airstone w- was polished off last I think week. We were going to
2: take the Airstone out to,
0: yeah, you're to st- take a. Uh, that was a good sound, by
2: the way. We should use that in the beginning.
0: Alright, so there's a little bit I'll less in there. smell it anyway. Well, no, just.
2: See, this one it smells sweeter. Really? Just, just taking a sniff of the the bottle. Hang on. get a taste on whatever's left. Ah, Craig likes the Airstone. I liked William Grant and Son's Airstone cast, Cask. Smooth and easy. Easy like Sunday morning. That's right. That's
0: right. That's right. See, everybody's got their own taste. There's no wrong answer when when you're drinking scotch. It
2: is so much different. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Even just that little bit that was left. But it doesn't have the bite that I'm tasting here. Yep. No, that's fine. I don't know. That, it's, it's so weird to me. That's fair. I kind of wish we had some of that left, but now
0: that's going to blow you away after.
2: It's more mellow now after trying that. Really? This, the bite's gone. Hmm. My, my mouth is a mess. That's, yeah. Want a cracker? I got some Ritz crackers there. All right. Palate
0: cleanser. Yeah. Cleanse your palate. We go, go away from the mic. <laughs> yeah, those are crunchy So yeah, I, the mics pick up everything
1: So do we need to have like Airstone with us at all times Every time we're tasting <laughs> anything from now on?
2: No, I don't think so
0: Well, I mean Considering it's, I got it on sale for $24 It's probably going to go up to mid-30s
2: It's just weird How that <laughs> one today Every time I taste it Has a has a bite to It, it really does I just put water in it so let's uh
0: yeah. we'll see how that goes. If that doesn't work I would say stick an ice cube in there. It's no gussing, bro, cuz as we as Won't we mentioned Popeyes? before, <laughs> cold actually masks some of the flavor if it's cold.
2: I well, like we covered the uh, the last podcast, I don't like uh ice in my drinks at all.
0: Well, it depends on what it is. For instance, if um if i'm going to have uh some jamesons let's say okay but i don't want to drink it neat or you know i want to make a cocktail out of it i'll make a a uh, an irish mule so it's like a moscow mule but instead oh, you, of so instead so of using ale. vodka you use uh whiskey but it's ginger beer
2: oh ginger beer that's what it's not ginger ale
0: and yep. and jamesons mm-hmm. and lime juice and some bitters And I love that with crushed ice. Like I fill the glass like with the crushed ice and then then mix the drink in it. That's wonderful. But that's not anywhere near what we're doing here.
2: So if you had your choice of spirits, I understand what we're doing here on the podcast. Would scotch be your number one? I know, Shane, it would always be number one, right? You're, You're a scotch guy all the time. Yeah,
1: for the most part. For I mean, the most part, definitely now. I mean, and a lot of it's just because. I mean, I appreciate like all the different flavors. I mean, when I started out drinking, I only liked anything that was smoky. So, okay. <laughs> a lot of times at my house, before people come over, I usually have to buy something that's not smoky. Pre-game. Um so a lot of it is So you're saying it's an acquired taste smoky. A lot of people don't like it? No, definitely. Okay. But I mean most everything that I have at my house I think I got I think there's like three or four different Lagavulin's. I got four different Taliskers, um the McClellans, which mm-hmm. is another you know, it's inexpensive mm-hmm. Islay, but it's uh it's definitely got some heft to it. Mm-hmm. Most everything I have is usually, like, it's pretty smoky. That's what I like. Um yep. It just has that, like, flavor profile that I like. But this Loch Lomond, I mean, for me, like, this is, like, candy.
2: Hmm. Like,
1: it's, <laughs> like, and, like I all it. I taste is, like, sweet citrus, vanillas. I mean, everything that they actually did say
2: on the box, this like, I'm tasting all of it. This blows my mind. Absolutely. You guys tasted... The fruity sweetness, I did not taste that. Oh, yeah, I had it right away. I yeah. had that earthy, like salt of the earth sort of feel in my mouth. You know, so obviously my taste buds are way different than your guys. Do you mind taste if I buds. ask you
0: what you ate or drank or whatever before you came
2: here? I had a uh, Panera sandwich. Okay. What kind of sandwich? Uh, turkey turkey bravo bacon turkey bravo from panera freaking sandwich
0: is awesome that's a good one yeah so well the reason why i bring it up is because there is something to priming your palate and like before we did the podcast tonight i made sure so we i didn't have anything fancy like that i had i had homemade tacos (laughs) um so i thought okay i'm having hot sauce with tacos with that meat you know those flavored meat so i gotta cleanse my palate <clears throat> so i had a glass of water and yep. then i and then i brushed my teeth and i did brush my teeth before i came over here see yeah. okay okay that's see you left that out oh
1: i'm sorry guys that's your problem you brush your teeth you live in new hampshire <laughs> what's wrong with you brush my tooth
2: brush my tooth that's why they call
0: it a toothbrush, because it was invented in Maine.
2: <laughs>
0: a toothbrush. <laughs> but anyway, so the, uh, the cleansing your palate, I think, is important. You know, I mean, that really does affect the way you taste things. So, you know, I'm not saying you guys have to do anything for this podcast. I'm just saying that might be r- why you're having such a different reaction.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting. It yeah. might be
0: the nitrates from the bacon, you know, that are messing you up.
1: I'll tell you what, Soul though. Face. Like, when I was in the UK, we ate the food and every little bit of it. Like, I was expecting everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the food, like, it's kind of bland. It's not. Because, like, when you <laughs> when you eat the meat, it's, like, probably just seasoned with salt and pepper. That's it. There's nothing else, like, thrown onto it. But there's no GMOs at all anywhere for anything.
0: When there's no miles on that meat. That meat was probably... From pretty close by Like sustainably sourced from close by Everything just tasted so much better
2: yep. Salt and pepper on the uh, Vancouver beef
0: yeah, Four, hey. 400 degrees I haven't gotten there So Four whatever, minutes. whatever you're
2: talking about with Letterkenny uh, Turn
0: it
1: over once <laughs> <laughs> Guys <laughs> Down a hatch
0: I want oh, I yes. want Letter Letterkenny to be a sponsor Eventually Because we're going to be talking about them forever
2: uh, Letter every every podcast
0: it we're gonna is, be talking about Letter Kenny.
2: There are so many tidbits that you can pull out of that. <laughs> Just so many one liners.
1: There's everything about that. Like every single episode of that show, I love.
2: <laughs> there is some multiple times in that show where you laugh. Oh yeah, have, absolutely.
1: Have you got, have you seen Little Kenny the cartoon?
2: No, but I know they have it. Phenomenal. I. That's gonna be next. Yeah. Like you know, there I love for for us in America, it's the driveway, but for them, it's the laneway. And oh, so those three guys are sitting yeah. by their their produce stand, and the hockey players come. This is this line cracked me up. They're they're flexing whatever on Wayne the brother because they're liking the sister Katie, and Wayne oh. goes, "I see your uh, muscle short came in today." Yeah. Muscles come in tomorrow. Like I was just like, oh my god, that's so good. That's great. <laughs>
0: it's very dry. very oh, it's so dry. It's almost like Mon- Monty Python esque, but in Canadian
2: and a lot faster. It's fast, yeah. Mm, and it takes a little fast. while to grab up the slang, but once you get
0: it, you're like, you, you almost oh. have to. You almost have to watch every episode twice because they're like <laughs> it's too fast. I mean, I have to admit I am very slow and you know who knows what that came from. Uh but you know it it's uh, it takes, takes me a few takes me a few times. Squirrelly
1: Dan in general he's he's an awesome comedian. I mean just listening to his stand up and everything else he's funny. I haven't I haven't seen that yet.
2: I love how Squirrelly Dan always has S's on everything. <laughs> Well that that is what I appreciate about you. Is that what you appreciate about me, Squirrelly Dan? That <laughs> <It> is.
0: <laughs> hey, Squirrelly
2: Dan, take it down 20%. Hey, look All at right. the ground. <laughs> That's a big
1: Texas 10-4 guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: That's a good show. That is a good show. Oh, so uh have you seen um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
2: No. No. Is it good
0: though? Oh yeah. I mean if you like Tarantino. I love Br- Tarantino.
2: Okay. It's uh Brad Pitt and uh, the other guy there.
0: DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. DiCaprio, yeah. It's it's like fucking butter, that movie. It's like very, very well done. They'll really like really Reservoir good. Dogs. Oh, for the rawness and the I think that's what it is, the rawness. Hey, well hey, it could hey. it could have been a play.
1: Why do I have to be Mr. Pink?
2: Because <laughs> like, everybody, everybody like, wants to be Mr. Black.
0: <laughs> oh, that freaking guy. See, we're going to play this game now. I don't know what that guy's <laughs> name is. The guy that played, like, the head. Oh,
2: yeah. point that gun at my dad.
0: He was awesome. Ugh. And he was only, like, he... I didn't see him in very much. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not this, like crazy tv movie guy but well he was probably popular in the 60s and 70s i I don't know gotta be that's the thing i don't know but like i saw him in that movie and then there was a deleted scene where he played bruce willis's dad in armageddon so he didn't even make it on the screen and wow seriously right because i'm i'm that I'm that guy that watches all the extras, you know, the deleted <laughs> scenes and shit. You do. Yeah, I do. Uh, so so he, he almost made it into Armageddon. And then the only other time that I think I saw him... Now, this is really going to... Uh, I apologize in advance to, to all the listeners, but this is going to pigeonhole me. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, one of the early episodes of The Next Generation... Yeah. He he was a a bit part in one of the in in one of those episodes. He played a gangster when they were doing the holodeck thing on the on the ship. Lawrence Tierney. There, wow! He does not look like the Lawrence Tierney.
2: Yeah, he played Joe. Which he look, was which yeah. Was, he looks like a Joe, which was the dad. Yeah. Or the mobster. I mean, whatever you want. Oh man, the way his
0: delivery is just like uh, Jonathan Banks. Like, he's got that same... Like, he just, like... He sucks the air through his teeth. You know, it's like... <laughs> you can just taste the friggin' disgust, you know? He's just like... Eh, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna go... <laughs> the, you know, the good old boys, you know? The, man, those mafia guys. He, yeah. he just had that down
2: pat. <sighs> there were so many good characters. Lawrence Tierney, is he still alive? It looks that way. Wow. <laughs> uh so many good characters in there, from Buscemi with, why well, do I have to be Mr. Pink? You know? Oh, a lot of those guys got put on the map
0: with that movie. Michael Madsen, can you hear me? Can you hear me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> After he cuts the guy's That
0: guy, off. oh my god, he, he, Michael Madsen, is the guy who, quintessential actor who is who he is, both in front of camera and off camera. Like he does not change, they people cast Michael Madison in roles that they know they need Michael Madison to play Michael Madison in. Like that—that's that's that's the way he is.
1: But he does have down the Zoolander blue steel look.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, he does. Oh yeah, he (laughs) does. He has a smolder. (laughs) Yeah, he has a smolder. Smolder.
2: I don't know if it's good as the Rock smolder, but it's pretty good. Oh man, here's here's a nugget for you. Turn the key. Turn the key. What movie's that? Where they both have two keys. Michael Madsen, War Games. He was in War Games? He was in the beginning when they wouldn't turn the the guy wouldn't turn the
0: key. You got to be kidding me. Oh my god. Well, he wasn't Michael Madsen in that movie. He was
2: like some nerdy He was just whatever. A, an Air Force guy doing oh, his job wow. in the missile silo. That's incredible. And they were talking about grandma's meatball and spaghetti that they're walking in for their shift that day. Whoa, you see, this guy right here is the movie
0: guy. <laughs> he remembers all these little scenes that nobody else remembers. And then when you when you start talking about it, you're like, oh my God, holy shit, I do remember
2: that. My best ever grab out of the Ethereal Mist was Lawrence Fishburne's first appearance on film. Which was Apocalypse Now. He was on the boat. Yeah, he was one of the guys on the he was, boat. He was the rookie kid on the boat. Are you sure
0: that was his first time on film? No. Okay. But I'm pretty it. sure it was. We have to qualify that because somebody's going to try and look it up, and it's probably right. it's probably not his first time, but it's his first time first in a major, major okay, motion major.
2: picture.
0: Another question: Did it come up
1: as Larry Fishburne?
0: Oh, see, that's. A whole I don't think thing.
1: it's Lawrence Fishburne. No, it's Larry. But think of, I mean, back then. It, they didn't have CGI, they didn't have any of the special effects. Oh, it was all acting. It was it, all It was act-
0: in camera. That's exactly right. It was all in camera. There was no Oh, yeah, if if that doesn't look quite right, we can edit it
2: with the computer. You know, there was none of that. It looks like his first oh, movie was i looking it up. His first movie according to the internet is Cornbread Earl and Me. <laughs> Holy mackerel. And that was in 1975. In 1979, his third movie was Apocalypse Now. What was oh, he wow. cast as? In... Cornbread?
1: Well, no, was it Larry?
0: Oh. That that just sounds awful, that title. Oh, my that God.
2: It really does. Cornbread, Cornbread Earl and Me. Oh, no. I know, right? Like, uh, yeah. So it says, <laughs> Cornbread Earl and Me, his role was Wilford Robinson, His second movie was Fast Break, and he was just a street kid. In Apocalypse Now, he was Tyrone, Mr. Clean Miller. Yeah. No, I remember that.
1: Clean, get on the 60!
2: (laughs) Credited as Larry Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Shane for the win. Ding, 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 ding. Hmm. Winning.
0: Very interesting. That whole Hollywood thing, man, I can't even imagine that. What to be making movies and being in that's just can't imagine it. I mean, I, let me put it this way I know people who uh, love being an actor, or you know, like I, I know okay, f- uh, like a couple people that <clears throat> they figured out early on that that's what they wanted to do, and they never ever ever even try to, to, never be, to get into, into Hollywood. Like, they, they just. They, just oh, they didn't try. They have nothing to do with Hollywood. They, oh. they are making a living acting in plays and in, you know, local things. Of course, none of them are around here because around here, culture is almost dead.
2: I mean, we're talking but, like Broadway or like that kind of thing? Yeah, like, like or or well, off Broadway. Well, not Broadway,
0: but, you know, the inner city, there's all kinds of you know theater production and yeah. you know things going on and so that that's where it, these folks landed yep and then they're and they're perfectly happy you know and sometimes like you'll hear stories about folks that do that and then they get quote unquote discovered and they end up crossing over into movies sure but making movies is a whole whole different thing than performing in a play Which is coming back to Reservoir Dogs, which is why that was such an interesting movie, because that movie could have been a play. It could have been on stage because 90% of that movie takes place in one place. Yeah, in that uh, garage. The staging of that could have totally been adapted. Maybe it already has been. I don't know. But could totally could be adapted to to something on Broadway as a as a theatrical production, because you hardly see any of the the robbery scenes. You hardly see any of the other thing. They're in a restaurant meeting and then they're in the warehouse or in Joe's office. Right. It's 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 limited uh, scenes, Right. Yep. So when you when I see something like, like Death of a Salesman, when you watch that movie Death of a Salesman with Alec Baldwin and Jack Lemon and uh, talk about another killer cast, you know Dustin the, Hoffman? Well yeah, I believe he was in yeah, that too, so, yeah. Though, yeah. So uh so that movie, again, you can look at that movie and you say, This was clearly adapted from a play because ninety percent of the movie takes place in the friggin' office, right? Yeah. Reservoir Dogs it's the opposite it was never a theater production but it could be adapted yes but it could easily be adapted because of the way it was shot only in those limited
2: locations I want to get back to the Loch Loman. so now I've had my cracker with the salt on it and now this is so much smoother Is that the weirdest thing ever? My palate is a mess. But what are you you getting for flavors out of it now? Even after the Ritz crackers. After the cracker, Mm. I don't have the bite anymore. I have that charcoal sort of... um. So do you think next time if me
1: and Jay go through, we smell, we do the nose and everything else, and we just say, screw that for you, we'll just save it and you can just taste it, (laughs) maybe that'll be
2: something different for you? No, it's fine because even when I smelled it, I didn't smell the fruit that you guys smelled. I smelled the earth. Remember, I said it smells yeah. earthy. Well, everybody's palate's different, right? It's just weird that it's just weird to me. It's like blowing my mind. Like you guys are like, I know, I got this, and I'm like, but that's why I our model don't. here, that right, and that's why
0: our model here is we don't look at the box. We take the box and we go like this. Ready? Listen. We throw the <laughs> box away, and we say, "Let's taste it first and taste what we taste." Right. And in this case, it was a very interesting uh, experiment because obviously Shane and I had a different
2: uh, take on it than Craig did. You're also uh, well more versed in Scotch uh, than I, I am. No, no, you I, don't know you've, about me. You've Shane definitely. You guys have drank it more than I have because I I usually stayed away from it. It never really did did me well. Mm. Like I always got that. Whatever ones I always tried were, I think we talked about the last time. But was that PD? Like, what would you say it was Highland? Uh, yeah. I, Highland PD, no. and I just the Isle. It's Islay. Isle
1: Isle I, 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 I still
2: is can't smoking. say
0: it right. I mean, maybe I had a I Lay. a low end I lay. lay. I have to remember it
2: like I lay down after <laughs> I drink it. There. I mean, maybe I, I had a low end one, or that or I just had. You know, the equivalent of bottom shelf that I... You know, I don't... You had DeWars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: DeWars? Well, I, can't, I, well, I mean, can't say that, because I don't know. So, <laughs> don't like know. we talked about last time, like, DeWars is a blend.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's blended, so it's a whole different animal. Yeah. So, if you want to talk about, like, a single malt, the the one that you said that you <laughs> dislike is...
1: my by guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So and there's no shame in that. Well, it's lots I mean, of people probably love Clan McGregor. It would be great cleaning product, also, and it'll degrease an engine in no time. Exactly. But you know what? It doesn't mean you have to drink it.
1: I mean, it's it's good for like a mixer or something like that. But it it's,
0: it's <laughs> Clan McGregor. It, it
1: has a very strong like taste flavor. There's I don't think there's even really any flavor, but it's um. It's just, it's a very strong alcoholic, like... To me, it's not scotch.
0: Right, right. And there's lots of, uh, you know... uh, When we go into our local uh, New Hampshire liquor and wine outlets... um, You know, they always say top shelf and things like that. Um, I have to admit that a lot of these whiskeys that we're tasting are... They're they're definitely not on the top shelf. Uh, A lot of them are on the second to bottom or or the middle shelf uh the bottom shelf uh it's not that i stay away from it because it's the bottom shelf i always look at it but typically the ones down there i i don't recognize and i have to be honest with you
2: if it's in a plastic bottle i avoid it Um, that's usually a bad sign that's like a Excuse the phrase, but like a wino thing. So if you're drunk yeah. and you drop it, you don't break it.
0: I mean, Jesus Christ, even Mad Dog 2020 came in glass bottles. So I, I don't know what the plastic, what you know, what kind of savings they have with yeah, the plastic. I but it, it, it's just, it's really uh, kind of upsetting when you think about it. But the, uh, the whole point with the, the scotch and... You know what Craig is saying. You know he he doesn't like you know not that he doesn't like it, but he's getting some different flavor profiles than Shane and I are getting. Everybody has different tastes, and some people like
2: Islay. It's probably because I eat gas station sandwiches. It well. could be. <laughs> The sliders from seven <laughs> eleven. The gas station lobster roll. Yeah, the gas oh, station God, yeah. uh, oh,
0: that's to die for
2: literally. Egg, egg salad sandwich <laughs> to build up my immunity. Yeah, the weather lately is killing me. I work outside, man, the fifty degrees to twenty degree swings is just tearing me apart. All well, I want to do with is today was the sleep. wind. I
0: mean the, that wind, I didn't want to be outside at all. All I want to do is sleep and drink scotch. Mm. Even the scotch that you're not particularly fond of,
2: Lac Lamond. Yeah, mm. it's uh, a little bit growing on me, but no, it's not my favorite. All right, I hate to say it. Sorry. Uh, what was the uh, Michael Henry? Michael. Sorry, Michael Henry. Uh, might be a miss for me. For me, it's a hit. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're missing. Again, two to one. No, that's all right. <laughs> First podcast, two to one for Spayburn, and this one is two to one for Lac Lamont. <laughs> I think it's just take me a while just to get my palate in order. Uh, it seems a little bit all over the place, especially today. And now this pour has a little more in the glass, mm-hmm. and if I take a whiff of it. I actually get vanilla right now. Oh, I see but there's that's more very interesting in here than there has been. Mhm. So, oh. you're more by volume. <laughs> well, <laughs> not by, not on purpose, not by design. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, it, but that is it, it, well, it's
0: what Shane was talking about with the special glasses with the the sniffing
2: glasses, right? Nose
0: if you sniffing or nose glasses? Oh, sniffing your nose, I mean. Right. Oh, same thing, all right. Yeah. So, if you have more volume in the glass, you're going to get more of an odor from it when you stick your nose in it, obviously, you know. So, it makes sense that you have more of a nose to it now. Right. I think. The nose knows. I mean, let me put it this way. If you only had a half an ounce in that glass, you wouldn't get as much of a nose from it. As opposed to two... Three, Two, four, three, or five, four. Yeah, yeah. six, whatever you have in there now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, to me, I think a lot more scotch, there's there's depth and variety and flavor and taste to every single different... I mean, each make, maker or distiller, they have multiple different like flavors you can get out of the different whiskeys that they make. And then to line one up against the other, I mean, there's...
2: Different profiles for all of them, and here's here's another one: the colloquialism of like turning your nose up at something. Does that has something to do with smelling? Uh, you know, like doing the nose tasting thing. Like you turn your nose up at it because you don't like it. Oh, like do where you? that expression came right. from? Oh,
0: that's it's just very a interesting. question. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe uh, one of our listeners could shoot us a message and uh, tell us what you think about that. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, tell us, tell us where the... Turn uh, your
0: nose up. Yeah, Where'd the that term, come from?
2: turn your nose up
0: at something. It's an old expression, and it wouldn't be far-fetched to say it came from something that had to do with
2: alcohol. It's kind of interesting, you know, where you guys get the fruit and I get the earth, where I smell something first and I get the sort of earthy charcoal, and then when there's a little bit more in my, my drink... Now, all of a sudden, getting vanilla. It's its really strange. It, it like It's like the gift that keeps on giving. There's still... There's always something going on here.
1: Well, I think a lot of that is, to just having it open it up. I mean, warming up. And, I mean, the flavors end up changing.
2: Yeah, you and it's been sitting it? here, too. So, been sitting here in this room temperature. So, it's getting up to temperature. Like you said. So, it blossoms, so to speak.
1: But it's... It, I mean, for me, it's also been, like, a good conversation starter. I mean... You know, you're talking to somebody, or whatever, and like, oh, how's your day going? It's like, oh, I can't wait till I go home and have a good scotch. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what do you like to drink? You know, and then you know, then it
0: starts from there of like, you know, hey, I, I like this brand or I like that brand or. No, it's it's all interesting stuff, and uh, we hope that our listeners uh, <laughs> keep giving us a chance to to explore these things and take them along. Uh, with uh you know during our journey uh, so we can figure out uh, what we like what we don't like I mean so far, you know we like what we like I mean you know Craig uh, likes certain things we uh, Shane and I tend to have the same tastes, I think, uh, but it'd be interesting to see where this goes uh, as far as this lock uh, how do you say that lock, lock lomond? lomond 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 lock lomond, like uh I gotta I lay down. <laughs> See how that's I remember that now. <laughs> I lay down next to the Loch Lomond. Lomond, yes. But Loch Lomond, uh, I think is very good. Uh, Craig sounds like it's growing on him. Uh the verdict's still out. Shane? I I enjoy it.
1: I mean I really enjoy probably most anything. There's there's only been a couple where I'm just like I'll still drink it and try to appreciate it as much as I can, but it wouldn't be my choice. Right. Um, I definitely want to give Craig some uh, props here for, uh, as much as he keeps saying how much he doesn't really care for it or whatever, he keeps drinking it. <laughs> so, so it probably can't be really a- as bad as he's saying.
2: It's like Lay's potato chips. You can't just have one. Well, there is something
0: to that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I think the, the the takeaways from Locke Loman is... Uh, uh, as far as uh, Shane and I are concerned, is the uh, the the fruity notes, uh, the vanilla. Uh, there's apple and pear, as the as the box says. I said apricot, but you know what? I'm not a big fruit guy, so maybe I'm not maybe I'm not the best judge of it. But it's definitely uh, sweet off the tongue. Uh, it's got a pleasant nose to it. Um, it's really really uh, drinkable and. For a 12-year, it is affordable. Uh, So I would say, uh, thumbs up from me, thumbs up from Shane, Craig. I think uh, if this was the last whiskey on Earth, he would be perfectly happy with it. Fair enough, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think that's a good spot to end it.
2: What do you think, guys? Absolutely. And uh, anybody who's listening, please leave some comments. Let us know what you like to see what you want us to try if there's something that you really like that you think we should try let us know leave us feedback and we'll catch you on podcast 3 Shane see you later <laughs> hey y'all
0: make sure you get extra limes for that coronavirus thank you